Hey guys, we are back with reading James 4, and I have a new um, reading mate. Um, buddy? Buddy? A reading buddy? It's Danielle. It's me. It's me. Um, <laughs> it's me. So, so we added a new voice into the mix, and she is actually going to read James 4 out of the message to you right now. All right, James 4. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way or fight for it deep inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. You're spoiled children, each one in your own way. You're cheating on God. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and His way. And do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it, He's a fiercely jealous lover, and what He gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God gives grace to the willing humble. So let God work His will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Don't badmouth each other, friends. It's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating in that kind of talk. You're supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Who do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? And now I have a word for you who brashly announced today at the latest tomorrow, we're off to such and such a city for the year. We're going to start a business and make a lot of money. You don't know the first thing about tomorrow. You're not but a whisk of fog, catching a brief bit of sun before disappearing. Instead, Make it a habit to say, if the master wills it and we're still alive, we'll do this or that. As it is, you are full of your grandiose selves. All such vaunting self-importance is evil. In fact, if you know the right thing to do and don't do it, that for you is evil. I feel like this is kind of an aggressive chapter just because of the way, I mean, the words that are being used like appalling wars and quarrels and cheating on God and evil and you're nothing but a wisp of fog yes it it's very direct it's not a sugar coated like beat around the bush there is no sugar coating let's hope they get the idea and i i do think though sometimes you know especially when verbiage like this is being used um like you lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it i'm sure that sounds um extreme but if you think about the things that we fight for in our life and if it is not the things that God also fights for it is true we are fighting against his will and against his way and there's one relatively redeeming factor in here there's multiple I'm sure but one of the the things that I loved is that it was talking about his love is far better than anything else you'll find and um, I think even just the way that we think about ourselves regarding God is like God is not here to be our sugar daddy and to make sure that we're happy. But when we serve his will and his way, we get uh, like all all these things will mm-hmm. be added unto us. 
And I also think this kind of verbiage, especially for people who have been Christians for a while, it almost seems like you can check yourself out like, oh, I don't need to hit rock bottom. I'm yeah. doing just fine. Like those kind of things that God says to turn away from mm-hmm. and turn your ear, your life, however you call it, mm-hmm. towards him. And if it's not his will, we don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with it. To do with it. But I think especially when it's so direct and almost aggressive <laughs> in is, the verbiage. It is aggressive. I would I would beg to differ that some Christians who have been serving God for a while can check out like that's not me. But I say this has something for everyone, even little down to what your priorities are in your day. If you're not recognizing that you go to God first when you are dealing with things or mm-hmm. when certain, certain situations come, if you're if God's kind of your last ring of defense and you're like, well, he'll catch me if I fall. Mm-hmm. Like, what if he cleared the way first before yeah. you had to fall? Let's make him more than insurance. Yeah, so I think this is whatever stage you are in your life, whatever age you are, wherever you are in your walk with God, this is something to even turn your attention to to what your priorities are and how even your thought process mm-hmm. goes first. Mm-hmm. Does it truly believe that God will come through? Does it truly look like, even when it says God goes against the willful proud, like, are there mm-hmm. moments when you think you can do it without God? That's called pride. Yeah, yeah. In those moments, it, it takes the humility to say, I can't do today without God. I need him. Yeah. Yeah. And I one of my favorite worship songs is called Here Again. And essentially the whole chorus is, I'm not enough unless you come. Would you meet me here again? And um, I don't know if you've ever heard that statement that's like, you'll, you'll be humble or you'll be humbled. Yeah. <laughs> essentially, like with God, the truth is, is we will need him every day. I'll need him every day for the rest of my life. I'll never get to a place where I'm like, I'm done adding him Mm -hmm. into my prayers and I'm done making sure that my will aligns with his. That's going to be an everyday Mm -hmm. thing for me. And I had just recently traveled to a place I've never been. It's called Zion National Park. And I've never felt so small. Everything around me is huge. And I was just reminded of like, I need to remember God, God is not only huge, like the size of this place around me, but also he's the one that made it. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing here because I don't, I don't love thinking about that. You're nothing but a wisp of fog. But in all honesty, realizing that every breath that we take is a gift from God is such a wonderful place of humility to come to him mm-hmm. in. Because all you just have this overwhelming thankfulness. Like, God, I'm so thankful that you care for me. I'm so thankful that you see me. Mm-hmm. And like, we'll, we'll never get over aligning our will with God's will. Like, that will be an everyday thing. Yeah. And I even think going with that, it can even tie into worship, giving God the breath that he gave you back. Yeah. Even in those moments, even down to, it says here in verse 11 or 12, it says you're supposed to be honoring God's message, not writing graffiti all over it. Mm-hmm. And I think even if our words and our thoughts don't line up with the message of God, let's learn to quickly remove it or mm-hmm. change it. Adjust. Yeah. Like... Recognize your pivot points, and even in those moments where you, it, your life doesn't go as planned, or you catch your words, you're like, shoot, I didn't mean to say that. Just like when you're standing at the mountain face of Zion or in your bedroom alone, to have those moments like, God, you're so good, and I want my life to honor your mm-hmm. message, and anything that I'm tainting it, yeah, help me get rid of it. Vandalizing right. it in any way. Yeah, and I often am reminded of that moment with Moses 
or God is telling Moses to go, and he's like, I'm not going to go unless your spirit goes with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I have been, I think that that should be one of the main phrases that we say. Yeah. Like, God, I will not go unless you go with me or unless you're leading. Go before, right. Because at the end of the day, whatever we're called to do, we need God. Yeah. 100%. If you're doing things on your own, you're probably not doing what you're called to do. Mm-hmm. That felt a little bit aggressive, but after the chapter James we read, four, that was kind of yeah. nice. But I even think it going with the Moses thing, what led them was a, a cloud by day and fire. fire by night. Mm-hmm. Like, and then that's, I mean, granted, you might not, might not see the fire in the daytime, <laughs> or fire at night, and the cloud fire in the day. Season, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but even the last verse, it says, if you know it is the right thing to do and don't do it, that for you is evil. Like, even if God's saying go and you're like, I'm just going to wait until you bring the pillar of fire. Like, I think that's doing just as much harm when God's like, okay, follow me. And then our own pride digs our heels Mm -hmm. in. I think the humility to say, where you actually lead, I will follow. Not just lead me. Yeah. You know, you could make a sentence in that like, God lead me, period. Or Mm -hmm. God lead me, comma, I will follow. Mm Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of our own action. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some wonderful, wonderful things that we just learn, like the foundations of our faith. And sometimes I think we try to get way too fancy and we're missing the foundational things. And so to me, I just come back to that. If I know to do it and I'm not doing it, for me, that is evil. Mm-hmm. Like it, you could classify it however you want, Danielle. You could try to compare your life to mine. But if I know I'm mm-hmm. supposed to and I'm not doing it, that's evil. Yeah, that's hard to say. It's true though. Yeah, no, it's true. What did parents say? Delayed obedience. Delayed is obedience is disobedience. That was the worst year as a kid. Yeah, thanks, yeah. mom and dad. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I've our parents were wonderful, are wonderful and mm-hmm. godly, and we learned yeah. so many wonderful, godly concepts. <laughs> that's quite true. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add, Danielle? No, I think that's about... I feel good with it. All right. Um, In closing, I think we just want to pray over you a little bit. I think I want you to know that God is good and that he's good to you. And this chapter can feel abrasive, but I really do just believe that when we allow ourselves to be teachable and coachable, um, I think that's when God is so excited to use us, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So, Father, we just lift up any person listening to this podcast, listening to this audio. God, I believe that you are working in their life. I believe, God, that if there are things that they know they need to do and they're not doing them, Father, all the way from foundational things to callings and giftings they're supposed to be using, Father, I believe that you're giving them boldness. You're filling in the gaps, God, where maybe they lack um, resources, maybe where they lack skills. Father, and I just believe, God, that as they take steps towards you, Father, you draw near to them. God, and you remind them of your goodness and of your love for them. And I'm just believing that they're going to see so many wonderful things happen because of your work in their life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. We will, well, I guess we won't see you, but we'll be working on James 5 next week. See ya. Bye.